Hi, my name is Elaine, and you're listening to The Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello, and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Wednesday, August 9th, on today's show. Just so council is clear, if we don't come up with a wetland compensation plan that we can present to environment, the project is going to grind to a halt. Tanchamar Council met last night and will recap some of the decisions they made, including spending an additional $200,000 on the Lorne Street Floodwater Mitigation Project for wetland compensation. We'll have more on that coming up shortly, but first... Drive-throughs are two steps closer to becoming permissible again in Sackville. Last night, Tanchamar councillors approved first and second reading of changes to the former town of Sackville's zoning bylaw that sets out rules for how new drive-throughs could be built in the town's two highway commercial zones at exits 504 and 506. The proposed bylaw amendment outlines minimum queuing lanes requiring room for 11 inbound vehicles and two outbound vehicles. It also requires lanes to be physically separated, have clear visibility at exits, and include marked pedestrian crossings where necessary. In cases where less than 11 queuing spaces are provided or where the number of vehicles is expected to exceed 40 cars per hour, the amendment calls for an additional queuing or traffic study. Planner Lori Bickford was not present at yesterday's meeting, but town engineer John Eppel answered some questions about the new bylaw, including about where whether it was modeled on others. The proposed bylaw was developed based on referring to clauses in other municipalities. I think we looked at St. John, Moncton, and Halifax to see what they were doing. I can't say that it was modeled exactly after any one of them, but it was kind of assembled to fit what we thought was appropriate for Sackville. Councillor voted unanimously in favour of approving the first two readings, with Councillor Allison Butcher, the lone councillor, to weigh in on why. I'd just like to comment that uh, in the not-so-distant past, we had um, a request to come before council to change the uh, no uh, drive-through rule that did not pass and here we are after covid when we realized that there are some times when a a drive-by getting your food is something that people want to do that maybe they didn't before but also this is very in-depth with a lot of the things that were concerning me about having drive-throughs Um, available anywhere. This shows me that there will be safety considerations, traffic studies, rules about the the amount of vehicles in a space. Those were the things that in the past really worried me. And I like that there's all of this additional information and requirements in, um, in the bylaw to hopefully ensure that some of those concerns we had before will be alleviated. That's Councillor Allison Butcher speaking at Council last night. Councillors unanimously approved first and second reading of bylaw changes that will lift the 22-year-old ban on drive-throughs in the town's highway commercial zones. The changes must pass one more reading to become part of the town's bylaws. 
Two councillors voted against it, but the rest of council passed a $1.2 million over 10 years tax rebate for a proposed J.N. Lafford development at 131 Main Street on Tuesday night. Here's councillor Josh Gauguin explaining why he voted against. On one hand, I see the need to spur development in our area, but on the other hand, I feel like the proposal is too rich and will be taking away uh, from our municipality. The government has forced our hand at amalgamation, but on the other hand, they've limited our ability to generate new income to pay for services uh, that we have to offer to the service districts. When this program was put in place, it was modeled on Moncton's program. Moncton and Sackville are two different towns. Can Moncton afford to give such a rich tax break? That's debatable, but Sackville, I don't think so. The municipality is set to lose an average of 118,000 on the high end and 65,000 on the low end per year for the next 10 years. Should this program should this program have been approved in 2020? Maybe, but times have changed. Um, times of record inflation, pressure on everyone's bottom line. This could mean the difference between taxes staying the same or seeing an increase. That's Councillor Josh Gauguin addressing Tanchamar Council on Tuesday night. Councillor Bruce Finney also spoke against awarding the development incentive, saying it was simply too rich and that he felt the whole incentive program wasn't similar to the Moncton and Riverview programs that it's said to be based on. Councillor Michael Tower said he looked at the incentive as a sort of 50-50 split of tax revenue with the municipality over the first 10 years. He also said the incentive program was necessary in order to attract projects to Sackville. If we had 15 or 20 different things happening, I say, okay, maybe we can make a change to that. But we need development. This is only one building. We still have vacant lots in this town. And if people aren't stepping up, then somebody's got to do it. So I think it's great that we're encouraging this. I've heard the comment that he was going to build this thing anyway. I think he bought the property because we had the incentive program and figured if he could build it then, he'd be all set. If we didn't have that incentive program, he may not have bought that property. So uh, I think this is, it may be a lot of money that uh, he is saving along the way, but our tax money coming in is still going to increase also, which will allow us to do other programs. So I'm fully in favor of this. Councillor Allison Butcher also spoke in favor of awarding the $1.2 million incentive. Butcher said she was on council when the program was passed in 2020 and that she didn't feel comfortable turning down a grant for a project that fits the criteria that were established back then. I suppose at a later date as a council we could discuss whether or not this is something that we want to adjust or change or remove or whatever. But at this point... This is on our our rules and regulations, and he fits the criteria. This development fits the criteria that we have right now. In the end, six councillors and the mayor voted in favour of awarding the tax rebate, with Gauguin and Finney voting against. The six-storey, 71-unit project by J.N. Lafford is estimated to cost between $16 and $17 million to build, and the incentive program will mean a nearly full tax rebate in the first year, declining each year after for a total of 10 years. The overall grant is estimated to work out to $1.2 million over 10 years. Now for today's final story... The town of Tanchamar will be on the hook for another $200,000 in costs for Phase 3 of the Lawrence Street Stormwater Mitigation Project.
At their meeting on Tuesday night, councillors approved contracting Ducks Unlimited to build or rejuvenate 6.4 hectares of wetlands as compensation for those that will be disturbed during the construction of the third retention pond behind Charles Street this fall. The expense was a surprise, according to Tanchamar engineer John Eppel, due to a change in the policy by the Provincial Department of Environment dating back three years to 2020. But even though the budget and funding application for the $5.5 million Lorne Street Phase 3 project was approved in March 2022, it appears that contracted project engineers at Englobe did not account for the new compensation requirements. I am unclear, Your Worship, as to when exactly the change occurred and when we became aware of it. I became aware of it this late spring. Um, I understand the change was made within the Department of Environment in 2020. Uh, The budgets and the funding application, I think, were made in 2022, but it was not accounted for in that budgeting. Eppel told councillors he checked with the provincial department managing the trilateral funding for the project and was told that all funds were allotted, so there was nothing available to cover the accidental shortfall. The town of Tanchamar had previously committed to paying $1.5 million towards the project. That will now go up to $1.7 million. CAO Jennifer Bourne told Council that the town would seek out other possible funding avenues, but could make no guarantees. The town will have two years to pay Ducks Unlimited, adding just over $100,000 in expenses to the next two budgets. Councillor Bruce Finney told Council he would vote against approving the extra funds. I have to be honest right up front. I'm very upset about this. It's not, I don't know whose fault it is, but for some reason or another, there was an oversight by the company that did it, or whoever, I don't know. Um, but now this is coming back on the taxpayers at full, full cost for us. Um, how they could have overlooked that, I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, because of that, I, I know it has to be done, but the way I look at it is I just can't consciously turn around and vote in favor of it because of the fact of it was a mistake, but even though I, need, even though I know it needs to be done, but I won't be able to vote in favor of it. And I'd like to see, find out who is responsible for this oversight, if it's possible. Apple cautioned Finney against turning down the project, saying that doing so was basically the same as cancelling the remaining parts of Phase 3. The town has already signed the funding agreements and hired contractors to complete the work. Just so council is clear, if we don't come up with a wetland compensation plan that we can present to environment, the project is going to grind to a halt. Period. We're not in a great place. I, I agree. Um, but this is this is what we're faced with. Councillor Josh Goga asked Apple if other organizations besides Ducks Unlimited were considered for the contract. I understand that Ducks Unlimited is the preferred company. I am not aware of another company that does this. They are local. They actually have people that live and work in Sackville. They have an interest. They are committed to trying to do the compensation work in the area as opposed to doing it at the other end of the province. In the end, Council approved the additional expense with Councillor Finney the lone vote against. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Wednesday, August 9th. 
Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Julia, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Special weather statement in effect. Potential heavy rain tonight and Wednesday. Total rainfall 20 to 40 millimeters. Locally higher in thunderstorms. Location southern New Brunswick. Time span beginning this afternoon or evening, ending Wednesday. Can't cause some damage I know I'm just being selfish 
concerned with a rent increase and want to learn more about the protections in place, contact the Residential Tenancies Tribunal at 1-888-762-8600 or visit gnb.ca slash renting for more information. What's up guys, this is Viraj and do not forget to listen to Mixtape Sessions with Tessa on Thursdays at 6pm on CHMA 106.9 FM.
What's the point on way? 